0: What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about bucket.
1: Welcome to Bucket. This is Action Network's basketball betting podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Maria Marino, and I have a special guest on with us today, media personality and hoops junkie Ben Lyons at I am Ben Lyons. Ben, it's good to see you, pal.
2: Great to be here, still basking in the glory of that blowout on Sunday as the Liberty showed up and showed out at the Barclays just down the street. Feeling good, excited to be here on Buckets. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, Look, I was actually in the building on Sunday and I was just blown away. I mean, I don't think anybody expected a nearly 40-point win by the Liberty. I thought that they would try to exact some revenge after, you know, uh, getting beat up pretty bad um, in Vegas earlier in the season. But the dominance, it was like, unlike anything I've I've really seen. And for a team like the Aces that they're the best offense in the league. I mean, it was shocking.
2: It was absolutely shocking for all those involved. And we love the juice going into the game, right? These are the two teams that are expected to be in the finals in a few months. It's only the second time we've seen them now. It's the back half of the season. And it felt like you were watching an all-star game in the first quarter because there's Kelsey Plum. There's Asia yeah. Wilson. There's Stewie. Absolutely. There's – you know, Slew goes for uh it becomes second all time in WNBA assists. Like you got all these legends and rising stars all in, in, in one game. It was a really cool vibe to just get things going. And then something happened, like it just switched. And I don't know if it was just the like the dog and Sabrina that just turned it up a notch. It was the fact that they're really big up front and it exposed not having Candace Parker there for the aces, but if you're Becky Hammond and this coaching staff, maybe this is a blessing where you can say for the rest of the year, if you see them slipping in any way, hey, don't forget that feeling, leaving uh, the Barclays on a Sunday, those Sunday scaries. You tap into it, or you just like throw it out and pretend it never happened. And it's like it's the man who shall not be named, and will never bring it up again.
1: Well, I think you bring up an interesting point. I think it is a blessing for them um, that they got kind of, they've, they've been brought back down to earth a bit, but at the same time, a loss in that fashion is embarrassing for a team like that. And you brought up just the star power. I was sitting there in like, I was in like the third row and I'm thinking like when Asia and everybody came out on the floor, like before the tip, I really felt that awe. Like I was like, Ooh, like this is big. Like all, you know, the stars are out. It really is like an, an all-star game. Um, but just obviously, a, a, a shocking performance. Um, and you brought up Sab and, I have to say I think she was really the catalyst for everything that the Liberty did. She seems to have a a feel for the moment. She seems to step up in the big moments. She's not afraid of the spotlight and like what I love about her game apart from her just like lighting it up, especially from deep, 6 to 10, uh from beyond the arc. Like after every big play, she is so um She's so animated, you know, she's pumping the fist. She's, you know, she's doing, she's flexing. She's like, yeah, you know, and I I love it. I mean, some people, it's not their thing. To me, it's not like a negative thing. It, It's not toward the other team or anything. She's just like inciting the crowd and just like getting the crowd so into it. Um, but you know about her and, and her flair for the moment and um, her prowess from deep because you actually witnessed the three-point contest out in Vegas where she absolutely cleaned up.
2: Didn't have third row seats on Sunday like you did. I see business that the Action Network is doing well. Um, I did get the chance to go see her perform in the skills competition out in Vegas at all the WNBA All Star uh, festivities, yeah. and she was so locked in. That was one of the great performances I ever got to witness in any sport in my 41 years of fandom um and any events like she just would, did something that we'll maybe never see again uh, it was incredible and yeah. you're right about her um exuding emotion and it's unfortunate that there's some out there who might push back against that. It reminds me of when Tiger Woods came on the scene and he would make a big shot and pump his fist and roar. And in that sport, it's really not allowed at all, but you're right. She, 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 you know, she flexes to the crowd and she gets the 12,000 strong in there on a Sunday going. That's what the team needed uh, to, to light that spark to go out and compete against an Aces team that is historically good. I mean, it's the third loss of the year. And it feels like on social media, like the sky is falling and Asia's going at it with Twitter trolls. And, oh, my God, we've, we've lost three games. Like, everybody relax. But back to the Liberty, like, Sabrina, you know, she was the number one pick. She's got a signature shoe. She's a big celebrity flicking it up with Drewski. Like, I'm paper. <laughs> On paper, right, she has, like, all the kind of things. But she plays with this chip on her shoulder, and she plays like she's this underdog. And when you see her play live, lucky for you, like, in the third row, you get a chance to see her up close. You see how physically imposing she is. She's big and strong and just intense. And she plays with a chip on her shoulder, and it's really it's really awesome to see her as having the best year of her career.
1: Absolutely. And I think um, it was prior to last season when she was – finally over like the injury that she had in her rookie year she really just dedicated to conditioning and you could see like you could see the, the shape she's in and as far as the chip on the shoulder it's interesting to me it's got a little juicy I feel like there is a narrative whether it's within the league whether it's um social media that like she's overrated Or something like that and I just feel like she continues to like go out there and be like no I am I am that that person like I am that all-star like remember the all-star voting and you know there's like the different categories you know media coaches players she was like I think ranked like sixth or seventh in the votes but like under the player voting she ranked 19th and I was like hmm like okay you know so there's just like a little bit of that that underlying, like, is this really, is this really, you know, the number one overall pick from 2020? And she just keeps going out there and being like, yes, I, that is really me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she, you're absolutely right. She came into the league. It was a bubble year. It was a yes. weird year, yeah. right? She had the early injury. So much hype. So much hoopla. Yeah. It was like, I think it was, was it Commissioner Engelbert's first draft, right? I think it was yeah. the first one. It was a huge Like the ratings were crazy because she was so dominant in college, had the Nike push and then obviously the close relationship with Kobe. But you mentioned her rankings in terms of her popularity within the league. It's almost like Kobe's smiling somewhere because she's not friends with everyone like that. Maybe she's cool with everybody behind the scenes, but she almost moves different and has that super intense, hyper focused thing about her that doesn't have her buddy right. buddy yucking it up and well liked by everybody else cuz she's just out there competing and trying to trying to get better and she is getting better and she's had the best year of her career and the liberty are, are benefiting from it.
1: Right. And we're going to get to the 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 slate here on uh this Tuesday in just a second but one more note on Kobe that reminds me with the the 2K cover. 2K24, uh she was on there and you know, I personally felt that it was um partially a Kobe sort of connection that um, made her, you know, be, be on that cover, but she got a lot of, there was, there was a lot of hate about that. Like, does she deserve to be on the cover? Because look, I mean, I I think Asia Wilson is arguably the best player in the league. Um, I think Stewie is certainly (laughs) as (laughs) you could say is the best player in the world. Um, But yeah, I think that also fed into that narrative I'm talking about of this, like this doubt of her. And she's just like keeps, she just keeps um proving the doubters wrong. So, anywho, we, we're getting off track here. We uh we got a five-game slate on this Tuesday, the eighth. We have an earlier tip at three Eastern, Sun at Storm, Sun are favored by seven and a half. Eileen's sun, but we're not gonna talk about that one as much because. We want to make sure we have uh with the time this podcast is coming out, some like actionable things. But since we were talking about aces, let's start there. I think this is a really juicy matchup at eight Eastern on CBS SportsNet. Uh, at last check on FanDuel, aces are favored by eight and a half. Uh visiting the Wings. So obviously the Wings are one of those teams that actually has knocked off the aces this season but they've they've lost two straight to the sky and i think they are just getting some bad luck right now because the aces like i said were embarrassed on sunday and i just don't see how they go into dallas and do anything else but dominate
2: not only have the aces been historically good this year winning games but they've been doing it dominating teams double yes. digit victories you look at some of these lines it's 11 and a half on the road 12 and a half on the road and you go yeah. You know what? Nafisha Collier is not on the lineup for the Lynx. I like their chances. They win by 19 or whatever. So it's, it reminds me of this, like the, the St. Louis Rams. I know I'm dating myself here, but back in the, the fastest show on turf, when you look on a Sunday and like they're 19-point favorites, all right, and Kurt Warner would have them win by 30, right? So this is kind of what we're dealing with. This is a revenge game. They still have a bad taste in their mouth from Sunday, like you said, an embarrassing loss on national television. Satu savali has been great for Dallas. They've overachieved. I think this season above 500. And you think back a couple of years, they had a plethora of draft picks and they hit on some Um, others. They completely whiffed on, you know, and that's what happens uh, in the W. But I feel like this is a a team that can compete. I like the aces though. At what is it? Eight and a half, nine and a half right now. I like Vegas uh, in a blowout revenge game. Like Asia Wilson was pissed in the post game. And I think she's going to take it out on uh, everybody down in Dallas.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you you mentioned Asia again in that post game because, look, it's not an excuse, and again, that loss was was so massive, uh, from a margin of victory standpoint, but Asia did take an elbow from Jonquil Jones, I believe it was in the first quarter. And it was upgraded to a flagrant one and she was on the ground for a few minutes and she just didn't look right after that. She did say after the game, I'm fine. I'm good. I was checked for a concussion. Everything's fine. But I just wonder if she just wasn't quite right either. She had kind of an uncharacteristic game, I believe, two of 14 uh, shooting night from Asia. So as she said in the post game, she's fine. She's good. So um, and you talked about Candace Parker as well. You know, I do think that if she had played Sunday, you know, she's kind of like a calming presence and she's just got such a high basketball IQ. But that aside, for the most part, I feel like the Aces just hadn't missed a beat. You know, prior to Sunday, they had not missed a beat really without. Candice, which is which is really interesting, but um, she's out indefinitely uh, following surgery. But yeah, I I agree with you.
2: <laughs> i a tough one of your Dallas. You're sitting there like, oh, it's already a, yeah, a You're a like, t- come your on, man. Days. But after this, oh boy. Yeah. yeah, bro, yeah.
1: And time. and meanwhile, so they just lost two to the sky. Right, got a little got a little chippy on Sunday. Um yeah. Sky wing, so. That's the other game at 8 Eastern tonight on NBA TV. It's the Lynx at Sky, minus minus three and a half. Uh, The Sky are favored. And, you know, I wouldn't have said this a couple of weeks ago, but this is a really good game. This is a really good matchup. Um, so the Lynx, they had won 4 of 5. Then the Sun and Liberty kind of got payback, <laughs> got them back for a couple of uh, losses on their end. Sky, meanwhile, not only have won 3 straight, They've topped 100 points in each. So for reference, we talked about the Aces leading the league in points per game. That's at 93.2. So all of a sudden, and I was wondering like when this was going to happen with the Sky because you have Marina Mabry and Courtney Williams and Kalia Copper. These are all like volume scorers. That These are players that can score at will. So it's happening all of a sudden. But meanwhile, the Lynx are like, they're all of a sudden like, hey, we're in the playoff mix. And yeah, that's
2: the thing with Minnesota, right? It's like a lot of a lot of people the season started, didn't really expect much for them, but they were able to get some some early victories and kind of engage the team. Nafisha Collier's been excellent in the MVP conversation. you can stay healthy. Um, and you said four out of five, and they're playing really well going into the break, have stumbled a little bit as of late. But look, it's the aces, the Liberty <laughs> shows on Sunday, they're right there now as well. And we're gonna see those two teams dance a few more times in August. Yes. And then there's this kind of like jumbling in the middle. You can't just right. forget Atlanta, which has already eclipsed its win total from last year. Chicago's playing better. The energy of D. Wade in the building has kind <laughs> of galvanized that group perhaps. And then obviously, I know you go down the, the the pecking order there. There's some right. certain – but even Indiana, right, which has struggled the last few years, as I think already eclipsed their win total from last year, this year, and our favorites tonight – Against Los Angeles. So it's like a really competitive group in the middle there. So a game like Chicago and Minnesota is actually very compelling on a Tuesday night.
1: Definitely. And I think, um, one team that is right up there with, with the Liberty, I would say are the sun. Um, although they haven't beaten the Liberty or aces yet, but they are definitely a team that um, I'm watching out for. And I said this on, uh, our last pod, Alyssa Thomas, uh, I think she definitely is a, a strong MVP candidate as well, but to, sort of tie up this this link sky matchup which is they're like you said kind of right in the mix I don't know about this one like this is probably one that I'm I'm staying away from because these are two teams that we don't know who they are like you said earlier in the season I mean the links there were questions of are they tanking I mean the sky have lost you know J- James Wade um is no longer their head coach and like just all this up and down. And then all of a sudden they're surging. And to me, it's just not enough of a sample size for me to be like, all right, I'm going one way or the other. So this is a game to me that I'm just going to sit back and enjoy. I'm not going to be betting (laughs) against, you know, a spread on this one.
2: What's the line is three and a half and a
1: half uh, Chicago's favorite. At home, Chicago. so at home.
2: Yeah, I think I'll probably ride with the sky on this one. Uh, yeah. Like you said, they've been scoring buckets and bunches, yeah. and uh, and they've got some dynamic playmakers. And uh, yeah, the energy of D Wade. I think things are rolling in Chicago, so I'm gonna go with the sky. Yeah, too. you
1: know what? I, I I you're probably right. You're probably right. I'm just I'm playing it safe. But to your point, I mean, 100 points in three straight games is no joke. So no, it's
2: no joke. Yeah, they're shooting the rock. They're, they're moving. They're down. hot
1: they're yeah, confident Portland, so yeah. you know they are they are home so yeah you might be right about that one um and you mentioned the fever as well they are playing tonight at seven Eastern they're hosting the sparks and the fever are favored by one and a half um and I I kind of lean fever here um you know they have not been good against the spread and as a favorite of one and a half points or more they are one and six um ATS but I feel like but that that one like that was (laughs) like it's a one and a half point spread so like it's not like anything crazy I think they can you know take care of business in this situation and you know their last two games have been close third straight game for the sparks on the road and the sparks are just unfortunately I wanted more for Kurt Miller and this group but it's not happening
2: very excited to see uh NECA Agumake and Aliyah Boston go up against each other, right? They're two of the best when it comes to double doubles. I think NECA's coming up on her hundredth double double in her career or something like that. Um, but you're right, three-game road trip out to the East Coast. They did beat the Mystics on the road in that crazy game, which was yes. a solid win, I thought, for them, even though I don't think the Washington had Elena Deladon. I think she was out, but yeah, she's, been, fact, out, yeah. Yeah, she's been out. So I, I love the fact that. Uh, the fever at home tonight, if you're looking to put some action on it. Like we said, they've eclipsed their their win total, I believe, from last year. They're good up front against the Aneka Gumake type with Aliyah and Melissa Smith. I like Lexi Hall. I like Kelsey Mitchell. Like, this team is – the record's terrible, but – They got something going like they're definitely in the right direction. They play competitive. Um, It's interesting. There are a lot of players this season I'm noticing who played athletes unlimited, who stayed in America in the off season And are having really nice seasons as a result. Melissa Smith and Lexi Hall, Elsie Mitchell, you know, you see uh, we mentioned Dallas tonight and Odyssey Sims played her way back into the league. Like there are a lot of great players this year who use Athletes Unlimited, I think, as a springboard into having success in the W season. So I hope more of them decide to do that uh, coming up this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they should have a, another option. I'm not sure of the timeline if, if this is going to happen this coming offseason, but with Unrivaled, the, the league that Nafisa Collier and Brianna Stewart are trying to put together, which I believe is like a 1v1 one, one V1 or like three-on-three three situation, which would be very interesting to see as like another alternative to um, off season play and have have players stay domestically rather rather than go abroad. So um, definitely- More hoops, more hoops. Yeah, more, more it, Exactly,
2: Love it. It,
1: exactly. So yeah, and with Aaliyah Boston, like, you know, obviously she's an all-star. She was having one of the best rookie seasons ever. Um, but the but the fever were exceeding expectations. Now they've kind of come down to like sort of more what we expected. They're competing for sure, but the win-loss record isn't isn't reflecting that. And I do question sort of, like her usage, like I, I think it, it's hard as a big right to always impact the game. You need the ball in your hands, and people need to feed you and find you at the right time. So I think she's going to figure it out. Um, but yeah, I do. Um,
2: like Indiana tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. I do,
1: I do lean them tonight just because, like I, I feel like they've been right there the last couple of games, and the Sparks are just, I'm not. I'm not going to ride with the Sparks at this point. It's either like a fever or stay away for me at this point, um, just because they haven't shown me enough. And we have just one other game um, to close out the night, 10 Eastern on CBS Sports Network. It's the Mystics at Mercury. Uh, Phoenix is favored by two and a half you know, I could actually see the underdog here, but I'm not sure about, I'm not sure if BG is back yet. I was trying to find, um, you know, I know she's taken a few games off, um, to focus on her mental health and didn't, didn't see the injury report by the time of this recording. So (laughs) stay tuned on that. Um, because if, if that's the case, then I would, I would stay away, but the mystics are despite all their injuries like they're they're really scrappy um dt though has been playing on another level awesome
2: <laughs> so great to see and i hope we begin to start to celebrate and honor her career as the season yes. end, because she's obviously one of the greats of all time and she's been you know just like really balling out as of late which is right of the ship for this team which. Has gone through so much, obviously, with BG, with Skyler out of the lineup, yeah. uh, ownership changes, you know, all types of stuff out there in Phoenix. But I, I, I like this game for them at home tonight. I think yeah. the Mystics, despite, like you said, having this scrappy fight in them, yeah. just don't have the talent with all the injuries yeah. they've been facing. And it's kind of disappointing to see them under 500 this late in the season. I thought they could really, you know, challenge the Liberty this year in the East. But uh, a parlay tonight with the Aces, the Fever... Uh, uh who else would we say we said Chicago yes and we like, and we like Phoenix tonight a 14 parlay <laughs> sit on the couch I'm in I love I mean,
1: it that's that's you that's, that's you I'll let you but to be fair you some you will you'll bet like 15 cents on it am I right yeah, exactly and if it there hits it's
2: in a free subway ride tomorrow there's nothing oh. that feels better in New York than knowing you got a free subway ride because uh yes. the Chicago Sky put up 100 points for the fourth time in a row
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. Well, I will be, I will be following that, um, that parlay by you just to be clear. That's, I won't even bet 15 cents on it. Cause I'm too that's scared. My
2: action right uh, <laughs> Honestly, I have, I have so much more enjoyment just betting that amount because if I were betting like rent, uh, on oh, the game no. tonight, I'd be screaming at the television. I don't think exactly.
1: I, well, that that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. This is the entertainment part of, of sports betting. I mean, this is why I do it. Like I mean, it's it's a few dollars here, $10 there, and it does make it so much more interesting. That's why we do what we do here on Buckets. Um, Ben Lyons, it's been an absolute blast having you on the pod. Thank you so much for stopping by.
2: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Happy you got to see that historic performance on Sunday at the Barclays. We're all still on one from that, but uh, enjoy the back half of the season. We'll talk soon.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned the uh, almost 12,000 strong was a record for WNBA at the Barclays Center. On that note, thanks so much to everyone out there for listening to Buckets. Once again, we are presented by FanDuel. A reminder, download the award-winning Action app, rate and review this podcast if you please, five stars preferably. You could win Action Swag or a free subscription to Action Pro. I'm Maria Marino. Let's get Buckets.